Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Remember by Avram Goldhari and today we're Zechus Adarim Daf Lamedal the fourth parak in Ben Hamudar. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara records another version of the Machlokas between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi about which case of Mudar Hana one may return a lost item. Here the Gemara says that if the returner was Mudar Hana from the owner. All agreed that he would not be prevented from returning the item because the potential benefit of not having to give a tzedakah at that time is uncommon, as the Gemara said earlier. Their argument was in the case where the owner was mudahana from the returner. One said the item may not be returned to him because it's considered a tangible benefit. The other opinion held it's permitted because he's just getting back that which is his, as the Gemara had assumed on the previous stuff. The Gemara challenges the first opinion, which held that the mission is only speaking where the returner is mudahana from the owner. For the Mishnah states, In a place where people receive payment for returning lost items, the payment falls to hektish if the returner refuses payment. Now, if the Mishnah is only speaking of where the returner is mudar hana, why does the payment have to go to hektish instead of the owner keeping it? The Gemara remains with a question. Pointing to Rav said, Heisel of fun of Kikar shall hefker. If an ownerless loaf was in front of him and he said, Kikar zo hektish, this loaf should be hektish, the hektish takes effect. The run explains that the loaf was within his Dalaramos, enabling him to acquire it for himself, but since he declared it hektish, he indicated he didn't want to use his Dalaramos to acquire it for himself, but for hektish. If he took it to eat it, he violated Mi'ila according to its full value. By taking it for himself, he removed it from the possession of Hektish and therefore must repay Hektish for its full value plus the required fifth. But if he took it to bequeath it to his sons, he violated Mi'ila only according to the benefit of pleasure derived from his children's gratitude to him. Since he didn't take it for himself, he didn't remove it from the property of Hektish, but merely derived benefit from it, and he only needs to pay according to the amount benefit, plus a fifth. And pointing with you, Rav Chiyabar Avin S. Rava, if one said, Kikari Alecha, my loaf is forbidden to you, and he gave it to his friend as a gift, what is the halacha? He explained that his query was if the implication of my loaf meant to prohibit it only while it belonged to him, but once he gave it to his friend, it would not be included in his nether, or did he prohibit the loaf to him completely? Rava answered that he certainly intended it to remain forbidden even after gifting it, because otherwise, for what purpose did he forbid the loaf to his friend? Rav Chibar Avin responded that perhaps his intent was only to exclude if he invited his friend to eat the loaf with him, that he may not do so, but he didn't necessarily intend to prohibit the loaf after gifting it to his friend. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara records another version of the Malchokes between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi about which case of Mudahana one may return a lost item. Here the Gemara says that if the returner was Mudahana from the owner, all agreed that he would not be prevented from returning the item because the potential benefit of not having to give it to at that time is uncommon, as the Gemara said earlier. Their argument was in the case where the owner was Mudahana from the returner. One said the item may not be returned to him because it's considered a tangible benefit. The other opinion held it's permitted because he's just getting back that which is his, as the Gemara had assumed on the previous stuff. The Gemara challenges the first opinion, which held that the mission is only speaking where the returner is Mudrahana from the owner. For the Mishnah states, In a place where people receive payment for returning lost items, the payment falls to Hektish if the returner refuses payment. Now, if the mission is only speaking of where the returner is Mudrahana, why does the payment have to go to Hektish instead of the owner keeping it? The Gemara remains with a question.
Point number two, Rav said, If an ownerless loaf was in front of him, and he said, This loaf should be hektish. The hektish takes effect. The run explains that the loaf was within his daladamos, enabling him to acquire it for himself. But since he declared it hektish, he indicated he didn't want to use his daladamos to acquire it for himself, but for hektish. If he took it to eat it, he violated mi'ila according to its full value. By taking it for himself, he removed it from the possession of Hektish and therefore must repay Hektish for its full value, plus the required fifth. But if he took it to bequeath it to his sons, he violated Me'ila only according to the benefit of pleasure derived from his children's gratitude to him. Since he didn't take it for himself, he didn't remove it from the property of Hektish, but merely derived benefit from it, and he only needs to pay according to the amount benefit, plus a fifth. And pointing with you, Rav Chiyabar Avin asked Rava, if one said, Kikar alecha, my loaf is forbidden to you, and he gave it to his friend as a gift, what is the halacha? He explained that his query was if the implication of my loaf meant to prohibit it only while it belonged to him, but once he gave it to his friend, it would not be included in his nether, or did he prohibit the loaf to him completely? Rava answered that he certainly intended it to remain forbidden even after gifting it, because otherwise, for what purpose did he forbid the loaf to his friend? Rav Chibar Abin responded that perhaps his intent was only to exclude if he invited his friend to eat the loaf with him, that he may not do so, but he didn't necessarily intend to prohibit the loaf after gifting it to his friend. All right, so now we go to a similar Dafalamidal, and her standard simon is a ladder. A ladder. So here goes. The man who ran up the ladder to avoid his neighbor from whom he was Murahana, and who was chasing him to return his lost item, was overcome with emotion when he saw a man be Makdishalof in his Dalanamos and make sure not to be Ma'al. So he yelled down to his neighbor that, that loaf that I made usher to you, I'm now giving you as a gift. Once again, it's emotion. The man who ran up the ladder, ladder, that must be more duff. Lamadalid. The man who ran up the ladder to avoid his neighbor from whom he was Mudurhana, and who was chasing him to return his lost item, which reminds us, the more challenges the opinion which held that the mission is only speaking of where the returner is Mudurhana from the owner. For the mission states that in a place where people receive payment for returning lost items, Tipo Hanala Hektish, the payment falls to Hektish, if the returner refuses payment. If the mission is only speaking of where the returner is Mudurhana, why does the payment have to go to Hektish instead of the owner keeping it? The more remains with the question. So the man who ran up the ladder to avoid his neighbor from whom he was Mudahana and who was chasing him to return his lost item was overcome with emotion when he saw a man be Makdishalof in his Daladamos and make sure not to be Ma'al, which reminds Rav has said, Haisalaf fun of Kikr Shalhefker, if an ownerless loaf was in front of him, and he said, Kikr Hektish, this loaf should be Hektish. The Hektish takes effect. The one explains that the loaf was within his Daladamos, enabling him to acquire for himself. But since he declared it a hektish, he indicated he did not want to use the Daladamos to acquire it for himself, but for hektish. If he took it to eat it, he violated Mi'ila according to its full value. But if he took it to bequeath it to his sons, he violated Mi'ila only according to the benefit of pleasure derived from his children's gratitude to him. So the man who ran up the ladder to avoid his neighbor from whom he was Mudrana, and who was chasing him to return his lost item, was overcome with emotion when he saw a man be Makdishalov in his Daladamos and make sure not to be Ma'al. So he yelled down to his neighbor that, That loaf that I made usher to you, I'm now giving you as a gift. Which reminds us, Rav Chiyabar Avin asked Rav, If one said, Kikar al my loaf is forbidden to you, and he gave it to his friend as a gift, what's the halacha? 
He explained that his query was that if the implication of my loaf meant to prohibit it only while it belonged to him, but once he gave it to his friend, it would not be included in his netter, or did he prohibit the loaf to him completely? Rava answered that he certainly intended it to remain forbidden even after gifting it, because otherwise, for what purpose did he forbid the loaf to his friend? Rav Chibar Abin responded that perhaps his intent was only to exclude if he invited his friend to eat the loaf with him, that he may not do so, but he did not necessarily intend to prohibit the loaf after gifting it to his friend. So once again, the man who ran up the ladder to avoid his neighbor from whom he was Mudrahana, and who was chasing him to return his lost item, was overcome with emotion when he saw a man be Makdi Shalof in his Daladamos and make sure not to be Maal. So he yelled down to his neighbor that, that loaf that I made Asu to you, I'm now giving you as a gift. Alright, now it's time for Four Baba Chazar. Daf Lamed. So the Simmer Daf Lamed is a Malamed. So here goes. The Malamed Malamed. That must be more in Daf Lamed. The Malamed who was disturbed by the Talmud who handed a lady passing by to Prutus and said to her, which reminds us, Barpada's ruling about one who declared his saplings Kaddish until they are cut, that each time he redeems them, they revert to a state of Kedusha, is brought to resolve a question where one gave two Prutas to a woman for Kedusha and said, with one of you shall be married to me today, and with the other you shall be married to me after I divorce you, if the second marriage is effective. So the Malamud who was disturbed by a Talmud who handed a lady passing by two Prutas and said to her, was so outraged when he turned to his white-haired and balding rabbi and declared, I am forbidden to benefit from the black-headed, which reminds us, the second mission of Amabe states, Roche, one who vows from the black-headed, meaning those with dark hair, he's forbidden to benefit even from bald people and the elderly who have white hair, and he is permitted to benefit from women and children because only men are referred to as black-headed. So the Muhammad who was disturbed by a Talmud who handed a lady passing by to Prutus and said to her, was so outraged when he turned to his white-haired and balding rabbi and declared, I'm forbidden to benefit from the black-headed, that he told the boy's mom that none of her children can ever join his class, including both the Yelodim and the Noladim. Which reminds us, the next mission brings him out folks regarding who is forbidden when one vows from Yelodim and Noladim. So the Simr Daflamanov is based on association to the law, and we use a judge. So here goes. The judge. Judge? That must mean we're in Daflamanov. The law. The judge who accidentally broke the craftsman's gavel while inspecting it and was about to pay, which reminds us, Shmuel said, one who takes the utensil from the craftsman to examine it for potential purchase, and there was a mishap in his hand, he's responsible to pay. The one explains the item had a fixed price, and the potential buyer knew that if he wanted to purchase the item, he could. The only one to benefit from the purchase is the buyer. As the Gemara explains, it was high-demand merchandise that was being sold at a moderate price, and he therefore has the status equivalent to a shawel, a borrower, who's responsible for all accents, because kohana, shalom, all benefit is his. So the judge who accidentally broke the craftsman's gavel while inspecting it and was about to pay was approached by the moil from 1-800-GADOLA-MILA, which reminds us the mission brings a number of Tanam who give different reasons as to why GADOLA-MILA Mila is great, such as 13 breezes were made on it and it's Tocha Shabbos. So the judge who accidentally broke the craftsman's gavel while inspecting it and was about to pay was approached by the moil from 1-800-GADOLA-MILA, who begged him to come quickly and be the Sunday for a bris taking place next door at a hotel, which reminds us the reason for Moshe Rabbeinu's punishment upon his return from Mitzrayim was because he involved himself with lodging first instead of immediately circumcising his son. So the Simmer Daphalam base is a scientist in a lab. So here goes. This scientist in a lab, scientist in a lab, that must be more in Daphalam. 
Lamed Bays. The scientist in a lab named Avraham, who was experimenting with time travel so he could go back to the past and fix the causes for slavery, which reminds us different reasons are given as to why Avraham Avinu was punished and his descendants enslaved in Egypt for 210 years. So the scientist in a lab named Avraham, who was experimenting with time travel so he could go back to the past and fix the causes for slavery, punched into his computer the code 172 and 248, which reminds us we learn from the gematria of Ake of 172 that Avraham Avinu recognized his creator at age 3, and from the difference in gematrias between Avram and Avraham, that a Baruch who gave Avraham Avinu sovereignty over five additional limbs when he had bris mila. So the scientist in a lab named Avraham, who was experimenting with time travel, so he'd go back to the past and fix the causes for slavery, punched into his computer the code 172 and 248, and found himself instead back in his childhood, trespassing a neighbor's property while carrying his toy science kit. Which reminds us, the fourth parak begins, There's no difference between one forbidden by Neda from benefiting from his friend, and one forbidden by Neda from his food, except walking through the other's property and utensils not used to produce food. So the Simmer Dafalamid Gimel is a pegleg pirate. So here it goes. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must be more on Dafalamid Gimel. The peg-leg pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was mooder from food, which reminds us, the Gemara asks why a mooder from food would be prohibited to borrow kaling used to produce food, since he made a netter from the food itself. After the Gemara's first attempt was rejected, Rava answers that speaking about one who says, the benefit of your food is forbidden to me. Since he had the benefit, he means to include all items, including producing an edible food. Rav Papa asks, even a sack to bring food in would be included in this netter as a method of obtaining food, although it doesn't prepare the food itself. So the peg-leg pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was muda from food, was surprised when the captive's friend jumped on the ship to pay off his debt, which reminds us the mission states about the muda hana, shoko is shiko, he can pay for his half shekel, pore is chobo, he can pay off his debt, umaxilo is aveda, so and he can return his lost item. The Gemara observes the alma of ari we see that it's merely chasing away a line and thus prevent meaning the first two cases, paying for his half shekel and paying off his debt, are not considered a benefit received, they are merely protection from a potential loss. So, the peg-leg pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was mooder from food, was surprised when the captive's friend jumped on the ship to pay off his debt and return the pirate's lost parrot, even though the pirate had forbidden this friend to benefit from him. Which reminds us, the Gemara records Malchokas between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Az regarding which cases one may return a lost item to a mooder or not. The argument is in a case where the returner is prohibited from receiving benefit from the owner. One says he may not return the item in this case because while he's involved in returning the item, he's putter from other mitzvahs, including Sadaka, which potentially will save him money. The other opinion says that this potential benefit doesn't prohibit him from returning the item because it's uncommon for a beggar to come at the very moment he's tending to the lost item. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi have a mochokas when one can return a lost object when the returner is forbidden to receive benefit from the owner? That's on Duff. Ahmed Gimel. Good. Number two. Wish that they learned if an ownerless loaf was in the Daladamas of someone, he said, Kikarzo Hektish, the loaf should be Hektish, the Hektish takes effect. That's on Duff. Ahmed Good. Number three. Which something where the Moshe Rabbeinu was punished because he involved himself with lodging first instead of immediately circumcising his son? That's on Duff. Ahmed Good. Number four. 
Which stuff does Gamora discuss if someone said my rope is forbidden to you and he gave it to his friend as a gift, what the halacha is? That's on Duff. Good number five. Which of the one that the difference between a mudah hanaf from his friend and a mudah hamena ma'achal is trespassing and killing him not used for food? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good number six. Which of the one why Avram Avinu was punished and his descendants enslaved in Mitzrayim? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good number seven. Which of the one why mudah hanaf from food is prohibited to borrow utensils used to produce food? That's on Duff. Gun number eight. Which of the one that one who vows from Shchori Rosh, the black-headed, is forbidden to men who are even white-haired or balding? That's on Duff. Lamed. Good number nine. Which of the other question? If the mission is only speaking of where the returner is Mudrahana, why does the payment have to go to Hagdish instead of the owner keeping it? That's on Duff. Amadal. Good. Number 10. Which of the one Gedola meal for a number of reasons, such as 13 brisos were made on it and his docha Shabbos Chamura? That's on Duff. Amadal. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.